0: Yes, sir. And welcome to the Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. And before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate this ship, I just want to tell you how you could participate in the show. You could participate by sending us an email. That's at Road, the number two, Damascus. That's Road to Damascus. At iCloud.com. Give us any feedback, any show ideas, or tell us whether you agree or disagree. We are also on the social medias. You can reach us at Road to Damascus. That's Road to Number Two Damascus on iCloud, um, excuse me, on Instagram as well as Twitter. We would love for a follow, a retweet, some adding us to your story, and continue to support the show. So today, uh, it's a little bit different than you normally are used to. But today is just me and one other person. It's the man that's always with me. He's not to my left today, but he's directly in front of me. And that is my main man. Say what up, Steph.
1: What up, bro? Yeah,
0: it's a little bit different. Um, Shonda has some things she had to do, and Lauren as well. But they're here in spirit. But as they say, the show must go on. Go on.
1: Hey, now, Shonda, I know you're listening. I'm only leasing this spot. <laughs> I figured I would be more personal today because, you know, you're not here, so I got to look him out to of eye today. But I, I promise you, you'll have your seat back next week. I even swapped the seat. I rolled my seat over, put stores to the side so it was nice and neat. When you get back, it's all good.
0: Oh, <laughs> look at you being a little big brother. <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and dive right into the topic. This topic is actually one that uh, Stefan came up with. I did. So um, let's go ahead and dive right in. How do we serve God with faith and not feelings? How do we serve this almighty God that we serve? How do we know we're doing it with faith and not with feelings? Mm-hmm. So what made you go there?
1: Um, you know what? Earlier this week, I was uh, driving from the gym. And I was listening to a uh, lovely um, worship song. And as I was thinking about it, you know, I was thinking about how, you know, you get those up and down feelings and our inconsistencies. Um, And it dawned on me, like, right in my spirit, like, it's always faith over feeling. Like, I feel like God was just telling me that. Like, Stephen, it's always faith over feeling because our up and down moments is the feelings. But the faith is the one that's constant. It's the one that stays consistent. Okay. And our feelings are the ones that kind of take us on those roller coasters of different emotions and different things. And it's always important for us to go back to the faith.
0: But how do we differentiate?
1: Differentiate? Yes. Well, we're going to learn that right now. Oh, well, go right ahead, sir. All right. So um, it was funny because uh, just yesterday, Yesterday. me and you were having a conversation out by our vehicles talking. And... uh, the Holy Spirit kind of put on my heart that it wouldn't be faith if it didn't require you to sacrifice your own understanding and trust God to obtain it. Oh, you mean what I posted
0: on our IG page and gave you props as a quote.
1: Right? Right. I mean, really, you just said it, put it towards me, but I was put in my spirit to say it. Um, And that's pretty much what this is about today. So I'll read it again. It wouldn't be faith if it didn't require you to sacrifice your own understanding and trust God to obtain it. So uh, a lot of things that we go through, we go through different emotions. Um, We go through heartbreaks. We go through struggles. We go through, um, you know, somebody at work may have said something to you and different things like that. And um, it takes us in these arrays of emotions, you know, a range of emotions. Um, And uh, we feel like we're all over the place. But God is actually putting in us to trust in him. And trusting in him is um, allowing those things that we feel, our feelings that are temporal, um, and God can make us feel consistent and complete and whole. Okay. And we do that by reading the word, trusting in God, praying, and different things like that. Okay. Um, I, I said on a note earlier, feelings fade, but faith is constant. It's the common denominator for every equation. Read, say that one more time. Feelings fade, but faith is constant. It's the common denominator for every equation. Okay, well, we know the Bible says faith mm-hmm. is the substance of things hoped
0: for mm-hmm. and the evidence of things yet mm-hmm. not seen. And Then it goes into a hooray mm-hmm. of people. I believe that's in uh, Hebrews, correct?
1: Hebrews? I believe so. Um, but All of faith.
0: Me. Yeah, don't quote me. I don't have it directly in front of me, but... The Hall of Faith it talks about Abraham and Rahab and things like that doing things out of faith. But the Bible also says that if you have faith of a mustard seed, you tell that mountain to move and it'll move. Which tells me that faith is very hard for some of us to have an understanding of, to have knowledge of that. That is the thing that will test our relationship with God the most. Mm-hmm. is our faith because at the end of the day, if God is saying that just the faith of a mustard seed can have you move in mountains, mm-hmm. that means that it's hard to really get to that point mm-hmm. because we don't believe that the mountain will move.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, faith is, I mean, I always like to look at faith as um, dependency on God. People right. try to complicate it, but really faith is just dependency.
0: So how do God. we,
1: how do we, because
0: in the church we've, taught people to be spiritually dependent upon pastors, mm-hmm. um, spiritual leaders, um, mentors, and things like that. So sounds like there's a cycle that needs to be broken mm-hmm. because we've had people rely more on other people. Absolutely. And because when I think about it, people who, let's say, leave the faith, as the mm-hmm. expression often goes, or leaves the church, they often leave the church because they were disappointed by someone else, mm-hmm. whether it be a, a, a pastor or an authority figure within the church that they see isn't living up to the billing. Mm-hmm. And they in turn mm-hmm. say, see, this ain't what is cracked up to be this hypocrite. And they leave the church. So that means your faith was never in God. Absolutely. Your faith was in man. Mm-hmm. So we even have to dif- dif- Differentiate. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> that there's a difference between faith
1: in man and yep. faith in God. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so I'm not going to say it never was. I'm going to say that the default is for us to 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 trust in ourselves. And as we grow up,
0: I know I can do it cuz I didn't see
1: myself do it. Facts, right? The the as we grow up, we're younger. It's like this. When we're younger, we have dependency on our parents. We don't worry about the groceries in the house. We just, you know, mom, I'm hungry, the dad, I'm gonna hungry. are going to be home when you come right, home. Right, the lights are going to be on and all that kind of stuff, and we're dependent on them. We have faith in them. Um, then as we get older, we get, we go through different experiences, and we're like, oh, no, I, I got to make sure. Man, do we have enough for groceries? Do we have this and do we have that? So then our dependency now uh, is is more so focused on ourselves. You know, and then it's not on God to where um, our parents are supposed to be the example of what God is for us, even as adults. See what I'm saying? And not everybody had that example of parents um, providing for them and doing certain things like that. But our experiences were like that. To we're correct. We had um, a parent parents to be able to look up. to. Well, them. that's
0: why even I believe in Matthew, uh, I believe it's 11 and 7 says, um if your earthly father do for you, how much more will your, your heavenly, heavenly father do absolutely. for you? But the thing is, is what about people who don't have earthly fathers? You understand? And absolutely. that that's a, even uh, a trick of the enemy to make you feel like, well, I ain't got no father. So, you know, well, it, and well, it, it challenges that.
1: It does challenge that. But then now we're all on the same plane now. Cause it's like, Hey, my dad doesn't provide for me at all. My mom doesn't provide for me at all right now. You know, um, it's all God. And I like to question a lot of things like um what what do you feel more like? I'm gonna ask you a bit. does it feel like life controls you more or God, or more of an influence on you now when I say that, i say when I say life, I'm talking about the weight of the world, like the different things somebody may have said something to you, somebody feels like they're influencing you in I'll, say, ways, I'll say I'll say this struggles. I'll
0: say this I often let the cares and worries of life sometimes get me down more than I should let it get me down because God has always been there no matter what. Mm -hmm. But at times, you know, if you got bills and you got responsibilities and you got things, those things can make you feel like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And so the cares of life begin to weigh heavy on you. So I I, I think I deal with that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna see here and be like, "Oh yeah, my faith is strong." I don't worry. No, we all worry to an extent, and let and some of us worry more than others about what's gonna happen. Absolutely.
1: I mean, well, so I say within my own life, I see that usually when I know when I need to fast and I needed to to, it was all right. This is how I'm gonna put it. Recently, I was uh woke up in the morning. And I'm like, I'm hungry. So I go to Starbucks. I go get the usual. I get a, uh, a white chocolate mocha at the time. I get, a, um, I think it was an impossible breakfast sandwich. Took the egg off. Yes, I did. <laughs> we let it up break. And I'm like, oh, I feel good now. But then I still felt kind of like I was needing something else, not food. So then that's when this, the Holy Spirit was putting on me like, you need the word. You need to listen to some of the word or read the word. Now, a lot of times in the morning, I listen to the Bible plan. Um, a friend at the time put me on uh, the Bible in one year, which I talked about it before. It is dope because every single day I actually uh, get a um, what is it called a scripture of the day? No, it's not a scripture today, but it actually goes to like a reading. Um, Oh, a a reading plan to help you. There you go. So it reads and then it uses the scripture as like um, references. Then after it reads the like the, the message of the day, then it reads through the different scriptures of the day. So I try to make time for that. Then after I actually listen to all of that, I actually start feeling better. I start feeling more full and more hopeful because I see it was a part of me that needed the word in order for encouragement. Um, and I know when I'm feeling like I'm separate or separated and I'm feeling like I'm caught up in myself and those usually times where I feel like I need to fast and I need to focus more on God and I feel like, um, I need to be around his presence more. And when I do that, I start to feel more full. Um, Like, I'm going to use a scripture as a reference, and the scripture is um, Psalms 42 and 5, and it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And also, Psalms 34, 4 and 6 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered delivered me from all my fears. Those who looked at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. So that's showing right there. Our faith Amen. needs to be in God. Amen. Yeah, but that, that shows right there that our faith needs to be in God and not in our feelings. Feelings. Oh, is, yeah. No, no. But I, I think it's one of those things where it's that's an
0: easier said than done scenario because absolutely. you brought up earlier, we become dependent on our parents. We become... And then you even now, in, in our day and age, you have what we call like uh, helicopter parents that kind of hover, hover over their children. Their children don't make a decision without their parents. And it's like, you know, our dad used to always say to us, eventually every tub got to stand on its own bottom. Yep. You know, and it's a lot of parents that don't have that.
1: I'm, I'm going to say something philosophy. in Philosophy. Go ahead. Usain Bolt said a comment this week. I've been really caught up in athletics lately okay and you say both you're not one but go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> nah, dash, dash cat <laughs> <laughs> hey but you say both made a comment okay uh, and i don't know when the comment was but i was actually reading uh watching an interview on uh youtube and uh, the guy asked him something about um hossie so good or whatever and he was like the truth is everybody out here has already been determined as fast everybody knows that everybody that lines up against us is already fast they could beat anybody in the stands or whatever. He said the difference is is training and technique. Training and technique got him to the point that he's at. Training and technique got him to run a 9.58 and him to break a world record and win the Olympics and different things like that. So that's an example for our own lives. We're all, we're all uh, said to be believers in Christ. We're all considered uh, children of God. Right. When we've already made that commitment within our lives, that means we're already determined as, quote unquote, within the example of what I'm saying fast. We're already invited in the body of Christ. Right. Now, for the rest of everything else, it's all about training, technique, learning, those. reading things, the word, reading the word, uh, uh, taking those times to where it's like, you know what? Today, I'm caught up in my own emotions. Why am I feeling this way? Let me think about where's the root of this? Why? Why do I even why do I even wake up feeling like I'm angry? Let me, hold on, let me take a census of my emotions right now. Why do I even feel that way? Let me refocus my mind on God because that is truly a gift to be able to say, my emotions are all over the place today. Why am I even angry? Hold on, let me check that. Lord, I ask that you give me um, a, a, a heart to be able to discern my different emotions.
0: And I, I agree with that, you know but I would say, still, you, have, you, weren't, you haven't always been like this you you've gotten to this point over training and technique. Right. So what would you then say to somebody who isn't where you're at? And they say, because at the end of the day it's one of the, those easier said than done scenarios where people be like, you know, it's just like, you know how to build a house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you could do, you know, you heard of those things they do not call masterclass. Yep. Where, like, uh, somebody famous, like a chef, would do a master class and all these people sign up for it, and he's going to show you how to make the perfect filet. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to show you how to make Gordon Ramsay going to show you how to make the perfect scrambled eggs and all that other stuff. Where it's like, well, what if some? I like my scrambled eggs. Why well, I got to do your scrambled eggs as a master class. So if Stefan was doing a master class uh-huh. to help people get out of their feelings and – into their faith or people who have used their feelings as a crutch, as opposed to their faith,
1: what would you do as the master class teacher? Um, but ask questions first. Do you live by your emotions? Do you feel like you live by your emotions? Do you feel like you cut off people in relationships when you're hurt? You feel embarrassed, ashamed, anxious, or any negative feelings during the day or whatever. Um, faith on the other hand, will enable us to forgive and speak up about those areas within our lives and allow us to look in, introspectively. Um, Luke 17, 3 and 5 said, So watch yourselves. If your brother or your sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles even said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The imposter said that, increase our faith. That's obviously the answer to the issue. Increase our faith, Lord. That means I need to bring it before him, whatever the issues I have, whatever struggles I'm going through. I have to be honest with myself and say, hey, I'm struggling with something. Me and you just talked about something prior to the show. And I was actually looking at myself saying, hold on, am I, am I wrong in that issue?
0: So what you're saying, so master class, I'll break this down for you. So first it starts with examining yourself. Absolutely. Because most people don't... I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I could look at somebody and be like, oh, you're alcoholic. But until they accept that they're an alcoholic, it don't matter what you say. You understand what Absolutely. I'm saying? So it's like they have to come to the understanding. Man, I'm an alcoholic. Man, I have a problem. I have an addiction. So with that, you're telling people that first it starts with self-examination. Yes. Am I, am I one who... Moves out of my faith or am I one that moves out of my um, emotions. emotions or feelings Yeah, is the word that we're using. And then secondly, you're saying once you realize where you're operating at, because at some point you want it to almost. So what percentage do you want to say? Because we'll never get to the point of 100% no, moving the in start, our faith.
1: The start of the master class will be uh, introspective. OK, to identify the whole probably the whole exercise would be to see that find our fault, which is not hard to find all of our faults. Faults. I say will <laughs> <Faults. laughs> Find all of our faults. Right. Still young. Yeah. That heart. <laughs> find all of our faults. OK, right. that's that's really not hard to do. I can find my faults right Yeah, now. yeah, it
0: it can be because <laughs> it would be folks be thinking more highly of themselves than they ought to All right. Than well, the word this say really
1: it. is an exercise for those that are willing. Okay. Right. So
0: so that's the first thing. Who's willing yep. to be as as, as vulnerable as Shonda always talks about being vulnerable? Absolutely. You have to be vulnerable. Absolutely.
1: And then this is going to help you. So all right, so so I would identify, I would say, all right, do we let's find our faults? We don't even have to talk about them. Is does anybody struggling with um, something that somebody said to them? Are they struggling with, uh, you know, a person at work? Are you struggling with a breakup? Are you struggling with something that you're dealing with that you can't shake? Something like that. Any of those. Or just even something even beyond that. Yes. Are you having any financial issues, different things like that? Yes. All right. I'm pretty sure that the ones that are really looking in themselves, they'll say yes. So i will say, all right, these are the things that we actually need to give to God. Now, financial things are more of a struggle because a lot of people, I mean, you know, have financial issues and things like that. And it really takes a lot of faith to trust in God within those. But then we have to put the work in, too. That's why it says faith without works is dead. Amen. Essentially, right? Because... That doesn't just go. A lot of people like to just focus that strictly on monetary things, like faith without works is dead. Yeah, I got you. when they got when they want to buy a house or they want to buy a current, things like that. But faith without works is dead. Also, when it comes to emotional things,
0: right? It's not. It doesn't give a specific a specificity. I yes. don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. Talk really, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's not specifically saying it's for mon- monetary. We just Attach, in the Western sense of the way, we just attach monetary. Absolutely. I'm all over the board with tongue twisters today.
1: It's okay. Um, but that's what I'm saying. So we would start off with that, right? Um, and then we would kind of develop from there to say, all right, these are the things that we need to bring to God. These are the things we need to talk about, right? And then within that, these are exercises that we actually have to do daily, constantly. Like, hold on, let me check myself. Let me look at this. Well, why am I even feeling this kind of way? Like I kind of said just uh, a couple minutes ago. I said, like, hold on. Why am I even, why did I wake up this morning feeling angry? Wait, what is it that's bothering me? Why do I feel like, let me check that emotion right now. Let me pray about it. Let me ask the Lord to guide me um, and whatever it is that I'm struggling with to show me the root of it and to move forward to have a more positive outlook. You know, so, I mean, that would be the whole uh to, I mean, the so
0: so. When was the last time you went off on somebody,
1: man, in person or on any text Just period. Today.
0: <laughs> so you was moving out of your feelings. Facts. See,
1: no, you know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was. See what so happened you, was. No, you, no. no, no, no. Go the ahead. Truth is, so before, I wasn't
0: calling you out because of that. But go ahead. Oh no, no,
1: no. I ain't got no problem, no, no, bro. You already know right. I'm transparent. So the truth is. Um, uh, I had said, made a comment about, no, somebody said a comment about something. About okay. Some relationships with something like that. Okay. Right? I, I mean, I merely said, I'm happy that your opinion really doesn't matter to me. Right. Right. Absolutely. They were triggered by my response in that. And I'm like, why should that trigger you? If I said your opinion didn't matter when your opinion is negative. Because, you know, something like that. So, we kind of went back and forth. And I'm like, why am I even allowing this person to affect me in that regard? To even, you know, kind of interject to where it's even bothering. Because their response was uncalled for because of the way I dealt with the situation. and said, I'm not going to allow myself to be a part of it anymore. I'm going to move on. They were upset about that. And that's how that went. Okay. So...
0: Thank you for that background. But what the reason I asked that question is because a part of faith over feelings is understanding that no situation is bigger than God. So are you one who's willing to lose battles to win the war? Because sometimes you have to take that L with your pride as a reason to allow your faith to stay strong and not move out of feelings. Because to me, when I hear feelings, excuse me, feelings can be any range of emotions. It can be happy. It can be sad. It can be, um, depressed. It can be, and we're not talking about people with chemical imbalances. We're talking about just emotions that are controllable because, you know, if you need have, um, chemical imbalances and things like that, you need, um, As my man once said, you need spiritual healing with natural, um, spiritual healing with natural um, remedies. You get what I'm saying? Or whatnot. But if we are ranging in our feelings, then our faith doesn't get elevated in that either. Because I I popped off and I sprouted where it's like, Lord, why did I even go there with them? You see what I'm saying? So even though
1: you were pleasant in your response you still let that kind of get to you. I did. And that, that, that uh, actually revealed some immaturity within myself that I need to still continue to go down the road that I'm talking about to examine different areas. That's why I said to you, I said, I don't even know why I'm even going back and forth. Right. I mean, as so some... I had to examine that and say, bro, why am I even giving time to this? So that was a quick, literally a quick moment that where I just had outside coming up here to where I had to be introspective, like, Bro, well, why I don't even know why I'm allowing you, this Why giving oxygen? Absolutely. Just drowned it out. I mean, like, And to me, that to out. me,
0: when I think of it, that's the most important part to me because I have been one who I'll never forget when I was younger. My grandmother used to say, Oh, Brock Stephanie, you got a, a a a temper that's just like this, and she would do like the tip of her finger to where the 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 line break is, where the bend is. And uh you know, and you realize I just sprout off and go off for no reason. What was that that made me feel as though I can just go off like that? Absolutely. Um, or what not? Was it a defense mechanism because, you know, people are calling you out and it was true? Because sometimes it's like you get upset when it's a grain of truth in there, or is it insecurities or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. So you have to have faith in God that if I'm doing the things that are pleasing to the Father, it doesn't matter if I'm not doing things that are pleasing to other people. Absolutely. And I think that's the part that we have to let people know is that it's okay to lose a battle mm-hmm. because winning the war is ultimately oneness with Christ. Absolutely. Running that race. You understand what I'm yeah. saying?
1: And, and and in that scenario, um, me and you have talks all the time to where we can really examine each other and kind of you know, have an open dialogue. And, you know, I'm a person that don't, doesn't mind having open dialogue, but I've learned um, in my experiences in life not to have open dialogue with people that have issues that they don't address, but they address the ones within you. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm, that's I, typically more so on the I basis th- I of, think of what it is, Yeah. Well, I think what it
0: is is we all have to have an understanding of our own faults, like you brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. We have to be mature enough to examine ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Ask God to examine our hearts. Ask God to allow us to examine our own hearts and things like that. And why do I feel the way do I feel? Why am I moving in this way? Why am I upset about this when I shouldn't be upset about it? And, And those can be pride issues too. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's funny to me because I look at it like this. It's nothing like we could try to get out of the Bible as much as we want to on certain things but it always comes back to the Bible. I do. And even like before the show, you had uh we were about to start and I was watching this video. And um when you had shot to the bathroom real quick and I was watching this video and the guy was talking about um he was reading from Luke when Jesus was tempted by Satan. Okay. And he said that everywhere every, all the three temptations God quoted, Jesus quoted scripture to get Satan to, you know, to let him know. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, no matter, even if we're going through things not secularly and, and it's a, not a spiritual thing, we can still go back to a scripture because it's times where I hear somebody say something or they're going through an argument or they even not on that church vibe and it comes back to me on a spiritual vibe where I can still take it there spiritually. Absolutely. And that's because my faith in Christ has grown to a point where I know there is no situation that I can't have you involved in. There is no situation where I'm trying to help somebody resolve a situation where I can't have you in it. Absolutely. Because, like the song says, you are the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just crazy when you think about it because we try to take, be like, all right, just right, let's just take God out of it for a minute and go, no, no, no. I'm not taking God out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to just interject it because I could give you a scripture without telling you it's a scripture.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you'll
0: come back, man. That that quote you said to me uh the other day when we talked, that was a real good quote. Where'd that come from? You'd be like, nah, that's your opening. Oh well, that's uh Luke. Uh, Luke seven and oh that's John oh, that's Psalms forty six and oh that's Psalms one fifty. You get what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where, to me, it's about increasing. Paul said, well, I, I press towards the mark. Absolutely. So it was really pressing towards the mark. It's running that race. It's, some people are track stars. Some people are long-distance runners. So it's like knowing what race you need to be running and training to run that race as well. You brought up running a race. Absolutely. Well, you need to know what race you're training for too. Or right. a lot of people don't even know what race they training for. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: you understand what I'm no, saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying, and that's why I said that was the whole reason why I even wanted to kind of talk about this today because I see that those are the these are the things that we deal with on a day to day basis, and we don't deal with them just for a split second. We deal with these constantly. Our emotions are. Right now, you see this world that we're living in and everything is, oh, this person said this, this person is offensive, this and this, and going back and forth and all this kind of stuff. And you see the lack of the love in the world. And the lack of the love is an example or, or, or uh, a reflection of the lacking God in the world because of the fact that everybody's so focused on um, them feeling complete and whole. That's why people uh, in relationships and they do certain things because everybody's so selfish and nobody has that
0: love. Well, well I think it's become a rel- religious thing. What was, let me find, um, I had, a saw a, a, a post, um, pre-show and he was like, that's basically what we are talking about right now. And I, uh, posted it on our, um, IG story it says evangelical Christianity in the United States is often characterized by a deep desire to have Christianity pervade our culture, but not have Christ permeate our being. Mm-hmm. So what has become is really our faith now has become, see, faith is an inner works. I can't see your faith. No. You can't see my faith. So it's an inner work. So it's allowing God to permeate the man of your flesh in you, that the spirit, not me, but is he who dwelleth in me. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So what we do is, is we want to do everything performatively and, and we want to exude that through our outward appearance, through our actions, through our conversations that, Oh, look, you about to see how much faith I have. Cause I'm going to tell you how much faith I have. Or, I'm a dress to show you how much faith I have. or I'm gonna sing in a way that you know how much faith I have. Well, guess what? Singing, dancing, crying, dressing, tap dance and whatever it may be will not show your faith no nah. that's just performative you want the world to see one thing but is the inner work is the interchange happening and that's what we have to start to even through this conversation distinguish for people because at the end of the day the faith part is the inner work that Christ mm-hmm. needs to do in you the change that begins to happen we had a conversation <laughs> yesterday because we're uh, recording this show a day later than we normally do um because like I said, some scheduling conflicts, but so yesterday when we were talking and this was before you got here, I was talking to Lauren and I was talking about how, what we do is, is we surface clean. Mm-hmm. Meaning if companies coming over, we just throw stuff in the drawer, throw stuff in the closet, all of that. Just so it just look good for that, that quick second. But when somebody has to examine, start lifting up the couch, Move move the table a little bit.
1: You see... Gotta address all that stuff that you were sweeping under the rug. <laughs> sweeping under the rug. All the coins in the couch, <laughs> all that stuff. It comes out. It comes it was never out. dealt with. It was
0: never dealt with. Absolutely. And that's where we have to start letting people know. The Bible says it's the little foxes destroy the that did destroy the vine, which I always say that's the only scripture we quote from the Songs of Solomon because that's from the Songs of Solomon. But... It's the little foxes that destroy a vineyard, and we let these little bitty things that we don't address because after a while, you don't address things. It's going to get worse. Absolutely. And That stain going to get worse, and you're going to be like, what happened? You
1: understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's why these, these things, it, it takes, for some people that are out of practice, it takes a little longer, and it takes some time. You know, um, I know you asked me earlier, like, how would it be on a master class? And the the truth of the matter is, it's a master class we're
0: doing every week. No,
1: I'm going to be honest. Like, this is something I look at a lot and I I keep going back to working out in the gym and things like this because all these things are relative. That's why Jesus used a lot of parables, because all these things were relative. I look at like going to the gym. Everybody looks at people's uh, different people's uh, physiques and structures and things like that. And it's like, you know, this is something that didn't just happen overnight. This is something that actually took time and it took devotion to do. So as you continue to uh, examine yourself and you look at certain things, you'll begin to see, oh wow, I'm starting to see some changes within my attitude. I'm starting to see some changes within my outlook. I don't respond to certain things the way I used to. That's not without. I, I saw that one guy said he said, uh, uh, it was on Instagram and he said instead of lying about your emotions, be honest about them. And say instead of saying, "Oh, that situation didn't affect me," be honest about it and say, "I'm growing from that situation." Okay. The reason why is because you begin to have a different outlook within yourself. When you lie about something, it's got to come back. Like you just said, sweeping under the rug, if you just swept it under the couch, or you swept it under the rug. Put it, it fell between the couch. When you lift the couch up one day, still gonna be there. So you're gonna figure out, man. I never really dealt with that. Now it was just a ton of debris in here. But when you actually deal with these things, you begin to see a change, change in your attitude, change in your physique. I'm starting to see, man, I've been going to the gym. I'm starting to see my, th- this cut in this muscle right here. Then other people are noticing it. Hey, I see you've been working out. I see your, man, you've been acting a, a real different lately. You know, your attitude is really changing. I'm seeing the positivity in you. I just want to tell you that I'm proud of you. Certain things like that, not everybody's going to be receptive to it. Some people are going to say, you're acting different. Why are you acting like that? What happened to the this and that, whatever? No, you got to stay rooted in God because as you continue to draw closer to God, you see how valuable that relationship really is. Oh, well
0: that, the, the, the relationship with God is the most valuable relationship you ever going to have. Some people Period. have never experienced it, so they don't really know what we're talking about. Right, but, I, I, but I, I'll say this. If you ever get a chance to experience that agape love, That God has for you is life changing, life altering, and it ain't nothing like it. I mean, I, 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 I'm not even speaking in hype, hype, hyperbole, hyperbole,
1: hyperbole,
0: hyperbole. I'm not being. It's okay, man. I don't know where I'm at today, dude.
1: We're best friends. (laughs) I'm here to help
0: you, but um, I'm not being hyperbolic. That's what I was trying to say. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I was off on that. Yeah, but. Anyway, I don't even think we're closing. No, <laughs> but no, you just at the end of the day, that that love, that feeling, because there is no love. It's unconditional Absolutely. to know what Christ did for us. Ain't nobody getting crucified for us. Ain't nobody giving their only begotten son to be crucified for us. Yep. So that's that's a that's a, a heavy thing. So with the with with the faith and the feelings and. Us moving forward, what 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 would be the next step? What would be, or not even the next step, the first step? Back to the master class example, what would be the first step? You said examining yourself. Examining ourselves. All right. What's step number two?
1: Step number two is is praying to God about those different things. Actually, uh, uh, dealing with those things daily. All right. So I've already examined that I have an issue with the knees. All right. Let me start going to the root of it, because in order to a uproot something, you have to dig it up first. You have to go and kind of dig it up, especially if the roots are it's kind of grown. Right. It's been watered with with all these different emotions of probably negativity and things like that. you got to remove it. You know, a weed starts small. First it's a dandelion. Then it turns into something a little bigger to where it has kind of like a stronger kind of – as the wind blows, which means it, it gains its integrity and its strength. The wind blows and it turns from a little uh, a little stick uh, 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 a a a spiny little thing to something that actually has a twig. Then, as time goes and it goes through the different seasons, it turns from a twig into a tree, and that tree. Sometimes grows in between a gate and something that's so annoying and all this. Then it turns into a huge tree to where you actually have to call a a professional company to come remove it, right? Right. Um, In the same regard, it starts off as something small. Now, we have to dig up and find out what's the issues of these things and say, like, all right, this is an issue. Where's the root of that? Why am I getting so frustrated with this? Why is this even triggering me? Look at that, examine it, and bring it before God and say, Father, this is something that I've been dealing with. Like, I, I saw a prayer before, and I like to uh, quote it, and it says, uh, and this is a prayer, reflection prayer I saved on my phone, and it says, Loving God, you're the author of my growth and my maturity. Please help me to see where my understanding of you is still immature and teach me more of your wisdom. So through that prayer and through wisdom, we can find the ways to to.'" Break these things that are becoming strongholds on us and struggles and move forward. And it sounds so simple, but it's really not. It's a lot more difficult, especially examining yourself and going through those times and those struggles, because I still go through it. Like, I, I find little small things about myself, and I'm like, that's something I need to address. Now, everything that everybody points out about me isn't necessarily negative, you know?
0: I think you're awesome. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I appreciate that, B Rod.
0: No problem. <laughs> yes, sir. But no, but but before I let me remember this thought before you continue, so excuse me. But even when we think about what people say about us or whatever, it, it's still it's a it's as much as this is a, a walk about helping people along the way, it's an individual walk. Absolutely. And nobody can walk in your shoes. Uh, we had the conversation yesterday about people wanting the—we the, use the scripture, many are called, but few are chosen. People want the consequences of the called, but want the notoriety and prestige of the chosen. Absolutely. But when you're— Oh, you're talking about— But when we're you're part—
1: about, Hold on. Give me the example we were talking about. So what we were talking
0: about I'm was— I'm sure
1: story's going to be a, mo- a little different than mine. No, but—no,
0: but it, because we were using, so it, we— you use the same examples I use. I might have used a couple more people, but we just to use the example Let me you do a Lolo would t- do
1: too. <laughs> was Moses right?
0: Moses was called okay. by God. Okay. No, excuse me, chosen right, by right, God. Right. Right. Absolutely, from the beginning, from like him being put in the water and picked up and things like that. He was chosen yep. when God sent him to go get the people. Now they're in the wilderness mm-hmm. and. Moses smote at the rock when he was supposed to speak to the rock. Absolutely. Now, these children of Israel have been cutting up all this time, doing what they want to do, building golden calves, you brought us out here to die, dropping by the wayside. Yep. Moses even had to pray a couple times for God not to kill him. He interjected When God was
1: about to wipe them all out Like straight up Hey the the Egyptians gonna be We was better off in Egypt Right Yeah you right You right Right right. He's like You right I'm gonna remove my man from you Okay
0: But the One time Moses was disobedient God said you can't go to the promised land And even when he smote at the rock The blessing still happened So it didn't stop the blessing But because he was chosen Chosen And and not called. He had to deal with the consequences. Absolutely. Of the chosen. Yep. And that was, you're not going to get to go to the promised land. I'll let you see it, but you're not going to get there. Right. And then back to, we use the example of David. He didn't get to build the temple. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, most of the apostles didn't really succeed with the great commission that they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, they they dealt with the consequences of their actions. And it's like, but then you look at other people who they were able to get away with some stuff. And you was like, well, look how many chances they got. You know what I'm saying? Like they got tons of chances. A lot. Of other people we read in the word. But yep. the one the judges, the the ones who were chosen. Mm-hmm. When Samson got that hair cut off, he was done. God let it come back, but what happened? He killed himself and everybody else. He
1: killed more. He killed more people with his death than he did living.
0: So, so you know. So, what we have to do is we have to move forward yep. in our faith and in our individual walk and understand that we may want all the prestige that comes with this thing, but we might not get that prestige. Excuse me. We want the prestige, but do you want the consequences that come with that prestige? Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to even your feelings because I, f- I feel like I should be able to do what I want to do. How often do we do that? I do it because I want to do
1: it. All the time. And that's when we need to get back into that relationship with God and focus on that.
0: Because, because you think it hurts. And usually most of us do things that we had no business doing when we're hurt. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. And when we're hurt, when we feel like we've been violated, when we feel like our trust has been um, broken, that's when we tend to move out of feelings and not faith. To say, say, God, I'm going to put this in your hands because I know you can repair this. But we either want to repair it ourselves or we do things that's not going to. Do anything but make the situation worse,
1: no typically we make the situation worse that i mean that's that's our only resolve. we make situations worse, like if it was up to us to be able to uh to make things better, then we wouldn't need God we wouldn't need Christ, but we do because we can't make things better we we habitually make things worse i mean it's shown in the past we
0: habitual line steppers
1: literally bro, and so that's why we have to the, the real change of environment start, starts within ourselves. You know, we have to change our outlook. We have to change the way we think. And by doing those, we have to brain those before God. You know, and like, you know what, well, why am I even thinking like this? Father, I ask for your wisdom that you can even give me revelation on the things that I'm dealing with. Why am I even thinking like that? Why am I doing these different things? Let me let me kind of bring it before him. Let me let me stay in the word. Let me read the word, even if it is a Bible plan one day or something like that. That's actually something toward, you know, your your, your inner workings. It doesn't have to be. You know, I, I know people say like read the word and things like that, bro. Start off with a scripture,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Start yeah. off with a scripture. No, I tell my
0: I tell my son that all the time. Like, hey, you. you Every day, if you had a Bible app on your phone, it'll give you a scripture of the day. Just read that. Just read the scripture Ponder of the on day. That.
1: And then, you know, within that, you'll begin to see some. Because it's a
0: seed. It. It's a seed. And that seed will become, you know, and every we'll day see. you're reading, it's a little water. That mug, little.
1: eventually, that mug gonna want even more water because it's growing bigger. Right. And then as you give it more, you're gonna see it starts to manifest more within your life. And that's how, that's how it starts. It starts with something small and you develop it into something bigger as you begin to give it your attention, your time. Yeah. It grows.
0: So before we close out, I'm going to ask you this. Uh A lot of times because of our feelings, when we're, when we do things that we know is disappointing to God, when we do things that we know isn't pleasing to him, we often will remove ourselves personally, meaning we stop going to church, We stopped fellowshipping. Remember when our grandfather, you know, you got to say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Then you ain't say praise the Lord no more. It was like, no praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It was like, because you knew you was out there, back out there in the streets, doing whatever. I think it's important to also let people know that this is not promoting that it's okay to sin. But in my opinion, I think you never remove yourself from Christ.
1: Oh, because you never, I'm going to be honest, you never stop saying You don't. It's the truth. It's a fact. You never stop saying it. Like, our grace is new. S- sins is renewed.
0: of omission and sins, sins of commission.
1: commission. Like we constantly sin. We constantly do things and then we think we remove one thing and now we feel, oh, that's great. I got over that. No, bro, <laughs> you didn't. Like, it's literally something that you have to continuously work through every single day. It's like you like when we identity, hear alcoholics say, absolutely. one day at a time. Our identity isn't found within ourselves. Our identity is supposed to be found within God. So we find who we are in Christ. It's like, you know what? I am somebody. I am complete. I am whole. And then you begin to see these things change within you. But when we put it in our own, you know, we put it in our own uh, 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 mindset that we're this and we're that, that's where the issue is. Oh, I feel like I deserve this. I feel like I'm holy. I feel like I've been doing things right. I feel, no, you got the wrong mentality. Truth is, we're all on the same level. Most people think, oh, no, you're trying to live this perfect life. Not trying to live a perfect life. I can never live a perfect life. The difference is I am trying to focus my life on Christ. I'm trying to allow him to remove the things in me that are void of him. The things that aren't feeding me, the things that are depleting me of his time and attention, the things that I am struggling with, I am trying to have those things removed. And it's taking a process. It constantly takes a process. I constantly find things that I'm like, you know what? I need to give this to God. One minute I give it to him, next minute I'm like, I'm going to take it back for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to give it back to him. Then it's right. like, all right, it becomes something that I'm working through constantly. And God is so patient and graceful. He gives me that. He's like, continue to seek me. Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct my path.
0: I think I've heard that a time or two from somebody. Yes, sir. <laughs> We've all heard it. Well, uh, I enjoyed the conversation, Steph. Um, you did a good job, liked your topic. You did your thing. Thank you, sir. So we're going to go ahead and uh, close it out since it's just me and you. Yes, close us out, sir. sir.
1: All right, um, I'm going to start off with Hebrews 11 and 6, and it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he is a rewarder to those that earnestly seek him. Um, It's important that we actually focus our lives on, on God. You know, through Christ we gain access to God, and it's like, we have so many things that we don't utilize, um, and we really need to see God through the word, see God in every part of our lives. Like, even those little small things that we feel like, nah, he probably don't want to worry. He probably don't care about that. It's, that's probably not something that he's going to, you know, give attention to. You no, know, God wants all of our attention. He wants all of us, and the more we give him, the more we gain access to these different things. But it's up to us to give those things to him. That's what free will is. That's all free will is free will is saying you have this. Do you want to give it to me? Yes or no. It's like a little kid, you know, you give a little kid a candy and then you say, can I have a piece? And they're going to come over and give it to you. They're going to say, no, they're going to snatch it away. So we're all children in God. So we get that same ability to be able to say, yes, I'm going to give it to you. This is this. and He can perfect it for us. He works through us and he constantly gives us things that we grow from. And, My uncle said once before and it was profound, he said, life is like about lessons. And until you gain an understanding of that lesson, you don't move. You don't move to the next level of that lesson. You just get stuck in a loop. So you're figuring out, why am I constantly dealing with the same thing? Because you're stuck in that loop. You got to figure out what it is as the issue, the root of the issue. Give it to God. And then you begin to see that you advance and you grow. And then now you're dealing with something new. But. Within that faith you find peace. I've always said this before. Comfort is not a necessity, it's a desire, but peace is promised by God. So I'll end with that. Trusting God.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steph. Good word. Good word. Um when I heard you bring up this topic, it immediately for some reason made me think of uh Mark chapter four. Um Mark chapter four for those who know, uh, starting at verse 1 up to verse 20 is the parable of the sower. Um, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it um, and I'm going to skip ahead and read a little bit more into my closing, but I'm going to start at uh, Mark 4 and 3. Um, this is red letter. I always love the red letter. But it says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came along and devoured. Other seeds fell on rocky grounds where It did not have much soil, and it immediately sprang up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and as the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up increasing and yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. And he said, Behold, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I'm going to skip ahead um, because the apostles then said, Father, you know, Rabbi, what does this um, scripture mean? And he um, told them that, you know, to you have been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see but not perceive. So I'm going to jump down to starting the verse uh, 13. It said, uh Do you not understand a parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sowers sows the word. And these are the ones that are along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown into them. And then these are the ones who are sown on rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution Arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away and the others are sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that are sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. So real quick, I just want to say, Allow yourself to be good soil, that when the seeds are finally sown on you, your faith is going to show by the kind of soil that you have allowed yourself to become. Don't be the, the, the thorny soil. Don't be the soil with no depth. And don't be the soil among the rocks with, no, no, with nothing can be thrown onto you anyway. But be one who is of good soil, that when the word comes in, you can then manifest out. 30 60 and 100 fold and with that being said i just want to thank you for listening to another episode of road to damascus where it's not about the road it's about the journey and until next time we thank you for listening god bless